beautiful and gorgeous people out there. Welcome back to uh, our little podcast, The Turn One Scoop. Uh, I am your girl, Michelle, one of your co-hosts, and uh, Pablo is somewhere. <laughs> Pablo, um, where are you? Give me a second. Wow, that was like the most straightforward uh, intro that you've given in a long time. This wow. is true. Just Michelle. Hello. <laughs> okay. It's um, your girl, Michelle. <laughs> um, I'm somewhere. Well, it's very nondescript this place, but there oh I am God. holding a very square balloon. Uh, okay, a very square balloon. Yep. If I just Google MTG square balloon. If that, that pulls up, I would be surprised. I I highly <laughs> doubt that anything will come up. But if if you can if you can wait, find wait, a square wait, wait. balloon, don't yeah. don't fucking let me let me let me pull it up real quick. Let me see. Okay, yeah, let's let's. Uh, let's, see. let's see. Is it land? No, it's just a card. Is it Goblin Balloon Brigade? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not inflating the frog. I am, I am not inflating the toad or whatever. That's actually one of my favorite uh, little little uh, flavor texts. <laughs> Quick, inflate the toad. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, that's it right there. No. Um, wait, 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 wait. Give me another. Give me another clue, Pablo. Okay. Um, it's 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 tough because like there's not really anything else. It's a mana rock. <laughs> it's a very weird mana rock like that's a that's a legit clue now it's not like even our little um it's not even our little right. let's try to be clever i'm just for real just saying it's an artifact <laughs> that does mana stuff and there's it, and it prominently features a square is it mana crypt <laughs> uh. i i mean you're not you're not off but uh. no do you want one more yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you one more. Okay, one more guess. Um, okay, uh, it it does feature a word from one of your favorite Japanese cards. Opt. No. Damn it! Uh, what the what? <laughs> what are some Japanese cards that I like? <laughs> my favorite Japanese cards. There's Opt, and then there's Grape Shot. <laughs> there's Sexy Soren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, War of the Spark uh, anime Soren, sure. <laughs> but there's also Sexy Jays. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, um, shit, I don't fucking know, Pablo. You're give, taking give it, it too literal. Uh, it, the one uh, one Japanese card that I know that you do have that you just like in general for having, not so much because of the art, is a oh, okay. doubling season. Ah. Uh... <laughs> so uh, today's clue, today's clue, was doubling cube. Because oh. today's episode is what? What is today's episode, Michelle? We're talking about our good old turn one scoop cube. Yeah, the scoop cube, because it's 
Yeah, scoop up all them cards. It's it's okay. Um, this is. I see why you called it a square balloon. What the yeah. fuck? Uh, <laughs> I call it the scoop cube. Uh, well, well, it it is the scoop cube. It is um, Michelle's and I's uh cube that we've made for the turn one scoop. But this very is specifically. true. Technically. Technically, Pablo did all the work, but yes. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Michelle, did, like, in her own way, put in a lot of effort into this cube. I will not, like, ever say that this is not our cube. I did curate the cards, but Michelle put in a lot of background work for it, so. I made uh, the booster packs! <laughs> and they're very nice. Um, they're very, very, very nice. And, uh, um, yeah. So Michelle, um, I will absolutely whenever we get the the nice box for this setup, um, it's gonna yeah. be the turn one scoop cube, the scoop cube with Michelle Sweet. and Pablo. Sweet. Um, that's that's why it's called the scoop cube for realsies, but for uh, uh, funsies, it's called the scoop cube because I just need a shovel to put all of these cards in the box because man, <laughs> nine hundred card cubes are insane jesus christ i remember i was talking about it initially and i was like yeah it's gonna be like a 600 600 guard cube like max yeah <laughs> no, it is, uh... nah bitch 900 cards but um thankfully this is a play tested cube this is a cube that's living and breathing and our friends mm -hmm. have already like done stuff for I would say that you know what very much that 900 card that the 900 cards is probably one of the biggest reasons why this cube is as fun as it is like um but okay. we're we're getting ahead of ourselves we're getting ahead yeah. of ourselves uh so Michelle uh can you tell me what a cube is in the context of Magic the Gathering cuz I'm pretty oh, okay. sure people know what the fuck a cube is in, in mathematics I was going to be dumb <laughs> I was going to be dumb and describe a cube but you've beaten me to it I, I knew it I knew you mm, God this damn is... you <laughs> My psychic right. powers. <laughs> well, a cube in terms of magic is a large box of cards, maybe <laughs> in a cube. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I guess I asked for that, but keep going. <laughs> that typically someone uses to, I guess the owner of the cube will like, I, I don't know, pick out... In, in our case, because we wanted to do a commander cube with lots of cards, it's like 30 a pack. And so we have our individual booster packs, and we have 30 of them. And Pablo picks out 30 cards to stick into these packs, and then we draft with them. Yep. Um, usually, yeah. <laughs> regular <laughs> Magic the Gathering cubes have uh, just 15 cards in them, and mm -hmm. um, they're meant to... Stim simulate a regular draft experience um yes. and that's why most of those cubes are about 360 or 400 or 600 cards um mammoth sized cubes like the 900 to 1000 card cubes those are dumb <laughs> and they have to be very specifically uh, made that way for a reason, which thankfully yeah. we do have a reason why it's 900 cards, uh, because since it's Commander, we, we did beef up the number of cards mm -hmm. in each pack. 
because we're not playing for, 40 card yeah. uh, uh, limited here. We're playing like real, real shit. 60 cards, and as far as I know, each card in this cube is is like a standalone single. Like, there's no repeats, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's how most cubes are. Um, oh, okay, nice. Yeah, in in Magic, um, cubes are meant again to facilitate some sort of theme or some sort of experience. Most of the time, the most common cubes are just powerful vintage cubes that make people feel really good about playing Mox Diamonds and, and uh, Time Walks and Junk, and everybody's just like uh, drowning in Urza's and that uh, power level cards. Um, yeah. Which is not to say that we don't have power in our cube, but that's not the uh, reason why we made our cube. Um, mm -hmm. Other uh, sorts of cubes that people have made are set specific cubes or block cubes um like the, i i know for a fact that if you do if you are familiar with cube you know that there's a very popular ravnica cube list out there that just very very perfectly encapsulates what the ravnica flavor and style was there's, man that sounds like a good time it it, it, it is um too bad the only places that you can like consistently <laughs> play those are on mtg online so okay. uh, take, take it with a grain of salt um, all right <laughs> other other fun cubes that i've seen online are our mono green cube and mono what? artifact cube it's just what? it's just 500 500 artifacts <laughs> and, it, and you're just no. there like <laughs> colored mana that's for plebes <laughs> Because <laughs> they just want to feel the power I, of artifacts, Michelle. You know what? That's that's. I can't judge. I wouldn't know. Like, uh, before this cube that we've made here, I've never done cube, and I have no. Like, I had no idea what the fuck cube was. But now I'm in the know. So we learning today, boys. Yeah. Uh, basically, cube is a curated collection of cards that is meant to be drafted, so that you get a specific feeling. Yes. Bubble has explained it much better than I did, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think we succeeded in, in in capturing that feeling with our cube, Michelle? No, absolutely, dude. That was a great time. So I don't know if we want to get into, like, actually uh, our experience with our cube until later. But, like, in terms of just capturing the draft feel, at least with Commander Draft, it was, it was, it was quite nice. It felt like a draft. Oh hey, speaking of which, oh, leading right into it. Um, so we we have regular magic draft, which is just hey, you get three three packs of fifteen cards, you pass them around mm -hmm. between eight people, hopefully eight people, because that's mathematically uh the best way to do it. And yeah. then you make a deck of forty cards or more, and you know just play with your friends. Um, hopefully you guys are all drafting from the same packs or at least the same set that these packs are from, so the power levels are about the same. You might have a little bit of variance, depending on if somebody pulls like some, some bomb-ass mythic rares, but the the great thing about cube is it, <laughs> every card it's is rare. The, oh. It's all great. Is it... Okay, so is it just our cube that every card is rare, or is it every cube where every card is rare? It's... Every cube, well, not every cube, but most cubes should strive to not have dead cards, which ah. thankfully I think we did 
well. Like, yeah, of course, you're going to have dead cards that are like, oh, I drafted this, like, this was the last pass to me, so, you know, it's like two lands that are not in my colors, or or two cards that are, like, completely away from my colors. Like, mm. th th those are dead, quote-unquote, cards. Um, yeah. But every card in the cube that we have hopefully has a home in the deck that they are built for. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I can only assume so, Pablo. You want to reach one of these cards one by one. And, like, we do have um, themes for certain color pairings and stuff, too. So, like... That's true. Uh, but basically... But basically, there are no two mana two twos with no abilities in this game. Yeah, so they're uh, all useful cards, cards that can be used for for the purposes that they're meant to be used for, essentially. Yeah. Oh, but uh, before we talk more about cube stuff, um, we did yeah. bring up the very important point of this is a commander cube, and it yes. was based off of. Commander Draft. Now, I just Commander explained... Oh, man. Thank you. Thank oh you, Wizards. Um, look, Wizards, you have a very contentious relationship with, with your consumer <laughs> base, but <laughs> one thing that you, like, completely knocked out of the park, you better have. You spent, like, six years or something in development with Commander Jeez. Legends, okay. um, is that you got Commander Drafting right. Uh, yes. They they did it. They spent like a bunch of well, I was gonna say millions of dollars, but probably not millions of dollars. Millions of dollars <laughs> millions in order of to create Commander Draft. Uh, but but I'm sure like they spent way more money on it than their usual uh, amount of playtesting and development for draft sets because they already kind of knew even three years ago that Commander is going to be replacing every format as the thing to play. Um, yeah. So they, they couldn't fuck it up, and thankfully they didn't. Uh, now, Michelle, with all this preamble out of the way, <laughs> what is different uh, for Commander Legends-style drafts than regular drafts? Regular drafts. So typically with Commander Draft, uh, you get more cards in a pack. So with Commander Legends, I believe there were 20 cards instead of the typical 15. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, for our cube, we decided to go for 30 cards because we wanted to be extra cool. Yeah, dude. We wanted to feel the power and the options. <laughs> power! And then the other big thing is that uh, with each pass, uh, instead of taking one card, you're able to take two cards. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly... Um... You don't think that that's all you needed to do to make Commander Draft work? Because but it fucking it, works. But it <laughs> fucking works. I mean, yeah, I, you would think that it, it, it wouldn't take them six or four or five years to figure out, like, yeah, just bump up the pack size and have people pick two cards instead of one. And, like, that was the secret sauce. But that was the secret sauce because uh, from some development podcasts that I've heard about, uh, they were trying all sorts of dumb bullshit, like, really? like, uh, like, um, semi-permanent emblems and just uh um, yeah it was it was weird they were trying everything for a while and like uh partners that you can pick colors for or something or like the uh, cards that you can choose the color of it's not like a hybrid mana but it's like a pick your own mana thing like they tried a whole bunch of different stuff but all it boiled well, down to 
was give Google pack more cards. Yeah, just give people more <laughs> options, and they'll probably be able to make a deck featured around one legendary creature. It was it was that simple. But they nailed it, um, and they gave us the pathway to make uh, our own commander cubes. And I would say that you know what we we did it. We did it, Michelle. Yeah, it came out great. And then imagine one day, Pablo, we just up the ante even more, and it's like, all right, now we're gonna do Commander Cube, except we're legit gonna make a hundred card deck. Uh, and so instead, we're just gonna stick like fifty cards in these packs, and you're able to pick like oh the reading. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! I would, I would make it at sixty cards per pack if we're gonna pick three, though. Jesus. <laughs> Because if we're going to go that far, oh, we might as shit. well make nice round numbers here. <laughs> alright, alright. I'm just memeing, but you know, <laughs> we could, you know what, I, we could try to see if we could stick 60 cards into the booster packs that I made, Papa. <laughs> uh, well, those are pipe dreams for later. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, so, so, I guess, oh, one thing that Commander Legends did show us is that um, if you're doing limited commander decks uh, stick to 60 because limited already has um one of the biggest drawbacks is you have to make your deck on the fly and mm -hmm. with commander legend style drafts you already have like a much bigger card pool to select from uh you're not really going to be able to to make that fit in as perfectly as you want it for a hundred card deck. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. But one day. One day, one but day. one day. Um, there is something to be said about the amount of cards that are being used in our draft. Uh, because at the end of the day, the players that we have have a pool of 90 cards to pick from. Mm -hmm. I, Some people might say that that's too many options but the problem is given that this is not regular cube not like you know vintage cube or any cube that you see regularly on uh, magic the gathering online or even just like hell just fucking regular draft you want people to actually do things within the theme of the commander that they picked rather than yeah. what usually happens in a lot of other cubes and a lot of, uh, let's face it, a lot of other drafts in Magic's history where you just jam a bunch of good cards in the colors that you picked. Um, yeah, and in this way too, it also facilitates that like each player creates a deck that's meant to do what it's meant to do. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, that's the secret sauce. Um, we just upped it a little bit because we did want to feel more of that power, that power. Ooh, power. Uh, let me let me quote Michelle because she just feels powerful all the time. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> that was a long pause in between. Um, but that's the general overview of our cube and our cube philosophy. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, the meat of our cube. Yeah. And uh, this is more of a um, design episode rather than a, any sort of like topic that you can use in your day-to-day -day mm -hmm. life. But hey, if you're going to be making a cube of your own, you might, uh, 
you know, decide to give some of these archetypes that we're talking about a shot. Yeah. Alright, well, how how do we want to go about this here? Do you want to just follow the list, Pobbler? I mean, I, do you, <laughs> if you have a, a, a different way, go for it, Michelle, because I wasn't even thinking about that. Let's, 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 no. let's, let's, <laughs> let's knock them out. It, whatever, we're jumping right in. We're going to start off with our first, <laughs> okay. uh, first archetype. <laughs> jumping Get right in, she says. With the uh, uh, Azorius and, uh. This was a, this one was a doozy because we've decided to make Azorius Voltron. <laughs> you want to know how many Voltron Azorius commanders there are out there? <laughs> well, I know, but tell me, Michelle, how many? I remember us talking about it, and I'm like, enough to fit on one hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are Bruna. For sure, Light of oh, Alabaster, yeah. and she is our flagship, our signpost um, legendary for this, is uh-huh. is the the only legitimate <laughs> Azorius um, no, no, no. Voltron Commander. Technically, Ishai could work very well as a Voltron Commander, even if he is a partner commander, but still. That's true, that's true. There are... <laughs> Um, just uh, as as far as we are saying, uh, very obviously meant to be Voltron, uh, because as 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 cool as Ishai and as obvious as it is to have Ishai just swing, uh, Bruna actually gives a fuck about uh, enchantments and stuff. The the regular Voltron yeah. pieces. Um, yeah. Now that's not to say that there haven't been a few Voltron um, archetypes. In Magic's draft history, um, I think that Mirrodin or one of the Mirrodin sets had Voltron as a Azorius pairing. But you do you really want to have somebody with a blink deck in eh. your cube? No, I mean <laughs> the reason why we we picked <laughs> Voltron was to n- mitigate <laughs> cancer. Yeah, <laughs> not that <laughs> fucking matters because later on we'll fucking see lately one of the other archetypes, which is whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, so uh, design-wise, why we picked uh, Voltron rather than the regular? There are two archetypes in Azorius that work out. Three really, but uh, mm-hmm. two that we could have gone because the third option was never, never really an option. Yeah. <laughs> You have Azorius Flyers. Yes, which uh, I, I would have liked, but whatever. <laughs> Azorius Blink and Azorius yep. Stacks. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. you can see why we were never going to do Azorius Stacks. <laughs> but we could have totally done Flyers, and you know what? Maybe I'll spend the 24 cards to turn Azorius into Flyers. Oh, uh, one very nice thing before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Our cube is incredibly modal i did not really um plan for it to be this way but as long as there are 24 cards supporting a theme any of these themes that we're talking about in this 900 card uh cube if you can swap out 24 for one theme for another for color pairings if michelle really just wanted to put like uh uh, flyers, Azorius skies, and flyers. In yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll even just do. I'll put in like thirty, cause, cause it's like more buds, more <laughs> buds. <laughs> um, the, now see, 
it, it's very simple. The reason why I didn't put uh, Azorius uh, Skies as a yeah. as an archetype, as a legitimate archetype, yeah, because Michelle, that is one of the natural archetypes of Azorius. They yeah. just have shitloads of flyers, white and blue. They'll just have shitloads of flyers, and that literally that's it. If you wanted to make a flying based deck, um will always naturally just have a bunch of those. You don't really need to put a lot more work into it. Yeah, and um, <laughs> So that's why it was never too big of a consideration, because um, it'll just happen if you really force it. There is a, f a little bit of consideration to take on flying tribal stuff, like blah blah blah, flying creatures get plus one, plus one, mm -hmm, or vigilance, like gravitational, or whatever. Gravitational, like whatever that enchantment is that yeah. buffs fly. Like, specific flyer cards yeah um but the thing is since we uh rely heavily on the partner commanders of um commander legends as well as a few of the partner commanders from the commander sets the commander uh box sets precons mm -hmm. three of those commanders are already flying tribal they just legitimately care about flying tribal that um there's already a little bit of support for flying tribal in this cube. Um, you don't need to work too much for that blue white flyers because I, I'm I'm beating the dead there's horse already, here now. There's already flyers, bro. Right. Yeah. Um, you know what? Next time we do this, I'll force flying with Azorius, Okay. I, you you don't need to drawn. you don't need to force it. It's yeah. there. Just uh, does this have flying? Yes. Does this have flying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So. It's very easy why uh, stacks was never a consideration, but um, oh, no. Blink was not a consideration either because while it's not as bad as stacks from stopping people from playing the game... It can still very easily get out of hand. Yeah, it's Blink, uh, Azorius Blink makes you hard to interact with, you specifically, and... Sometimes that can lead to a little bit of salt in some games, mm -hmm. just seeing how out of hand you can go into with ETB effects, as well as stopping people from fighting you or stopping removal. Um, it's just very... It's not the strongest archetype in the world by any means of the imagination, but it is a very mm -hmm. annoying one. It's, yeah, so, I mean, we we wanted to make this as enjoyable for, for everybody as we can. Yeah. So, no stacks and no blink. Yeah, uh, and you'll find that is going to be a theme for a lot of these other archetypes because there's most of them. Yeah, there's very easy ways to make a cancerous typing. Uh, yeah. Especially out of uh, stuff like Golgari or um, or Orzov or Orzov Demir. Demir. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Demir in a second, but, you know, the, 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 the typical, like, damn, I hate fighting against these deck types, we tried to scale yeah. down. Um, yeah. Anyway, Which though. Which is why, why some of these might be kind of weird, but it, 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 we'll explain them, it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, very, very simply put, Voltron Azorius exists because White cares about evasion and doing a little bit of enchantment stuff and blue cares about uh evasion and artifact stuff so you know mm -hmm. just just put them 
put them equipments on, put them uh, enchantments on, you'll you'll get there. Um, got you a boy. Yep. Yep. And it actually is very now. If it if this was just by itself, the Voltron aspect of it might have fallen on its face, except for the fact of the next archetype that we're going to talk about. Uh, which is uh, Selesnia Enchantress. Yeah. Um, if we just made the Azorius color pairing the color pairing by itself and have the Azorius enchantments carry mm-hmm. the brunt of the enchantment work, it would never have worked out. I would never have put this as a consideration for the cube archetype. But thankfully, since um, it has a neighboring Enchantress effect with Selesnia, the they, white they kind will, of like work together, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll mm-hmm. you you might do a little bit of a splash of a, a green in there, or steal some of the nicer <laughs> <laughs> enchantment support uh, from um, from Selesnia, which is a very healthy thing to do, by the way, in cube and just drafting in general. If you're ever making a, mm. a set, is just you need to have some overlap between the colors because you don't yeah. want to have somebody. With just like an insane ass deck because nobody else is gonna be picking this the those uh, cards in the colors. You yeah, you want some typ- competition. Oh. Yeah, and typically for for the majority of these um, archetypes and color pairings, we, there are also partner commanders, and so very possible to splash into, uh, I guess, multiple colors. Yeah, uh, if you're lucky enough to get the double commanders, by the way. Plus, we also yeah. just have a bunch of three color commanders too. So you know, if that's, you want to get true, that splash true. in, you got that splash in. Yeah, but Selesnia enchant enchantments. Yeah. Tell me about it, Pablo. Um, what's there to say? It it has green enchantresses and white enchantresses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works very very well. Um, you might even say it's the boring option of this uh of this entire draft. <laughs> but you know, Selesnia always has had that whole um stereotype going for it it's rock solid it's not gonna you know rock the boat or anything uh but Mm -hmm. it's a good standby and there's a reason uh again why a lot of streamers and content creators call selesnia olive garden it's just full of your vegetables yeah (laughs) it's called olive garden because it's just full of your fucking vegetables man it has card draw and it has removal and since it has green it has ramp just you know all the a good, good old honest color pairing. Yeah, uh, our signpost uh, legendary for this one was Sithis Harvest's Hand. Uh, very, mm-hmm. very cool. Obvious card. choice. Yeah. 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 Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain a life and draw a card. The yeah. very epitome of what an enchanter's deck has the potential of doing. Yeah, uh, and since it's the Bant colors, if you can luck into the Bant uh, Enchantress Commanders, which we had two, I think, it's it's super easy to just make that deck run, like, completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll, you'll um, see that with all of these, it'll be pretty easy to make any of these decks run, honestly, because I feel like we did a pretty good job of, like, picking archetypes for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but like you were saying, let's move on to the next... Uh, card archetype that we have in (laughs) (laughs) with land matters yep um (laughs) and i think michelle can speak to this one very well 
Oh yeah, so I when we did our cube, I went right into Civic, but for for various reasons that we'll explain later. But uh, you know, you're in green, so lots of things to do with land, obviously. And uh, there's a lot of, I guess, Simic commanders that are like, ah, yes, do things with land, play additional land, do like I don't know, draw a card when you play a land, lots of land stuff. So it's like, okay, well, we'll do this without making it too super broken. Yeah. So the thing about the lands matters uh, archetype is, well, while you do have those super awesome cards like Avenger of Zendikar or uh, the Royal Elementals, etc., the ones that, that you know steal when you ETB a land. Um, yeah. The pure and simple fact of the matter is there are so many blue-green legends that just give a shit about uh, about yeah. lands putting lands in or seeing lands come into play it, it was pretty much a no-brainer uh there's always going to be green land ramp um and it was hard for me to actually look for simic commanders oh. that <laughs> <Really>? didn't care <laughs> about lands um the other simic commanders that were around were when when I say Simic commanders, they are dyed in the wool Ravnican Simic commanders that just care about one one counters or uh, birthing pot effects like Vanifar. It was very hard to tie down blue green in an archetype other than making lands matters in the context of commander. There's just no other way for me to make this. Yeah, so because of that, you know, very easy Simic lands. Yeah. That's it. Because uh, one thing that a lot of drafts have to take into consideration is if it should be able to support two people doing the same thing. If I was making the blue-green archetype anything other than lands matters, I would have to start thinking about what sort of uh, legends were there for people to pick. Partner, yeah. commanders notwithstanding. Because only up until recently... Um, Simic commanders had a slight creature-specific thing going on for them, too. But it was either lands matters or plus one, plus one counters matters. And I don't know, man. The easiest commanders to get for Simic were... Were, or land or matters. land matters, yeah. So, and, yeah. and plus, if you did one plus one plus one counters, we would also have to worry about, like, uh, how, how it would work with other archetypes as well. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Everybody likes lands. That's true. And the thing is... Mm -hmm. uh, the other the other arch the other color pairing that really cares about plus one plus one counters is actually Selesnia, uh, and mm -hmm. Selesnia is already kind of hand in hand with the uh, Azorius Voltron, so you know yeah, it, so it would have been a lot. It would have been a lot yeah. to to just kind of tweak, and it's like too much. Just just sometimes the simple answer is really just the best answer. Okay. Right. Uh, lands matters. Simic good stuff. That's always been the case even in Commander now. I think the most unique Simic Commander that isn't that is um, Lawness. Lawness is pretty cool. Uh, apart mm -hmm. from, of course, the plus one, plus one commanders in, in Simic. But Lawness is pretty cool. Uh, but that's not that's that's just one unique Simic Commander in, in the sea of very, very generic good stuff Simic. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that was Simic. Moving on, we've got uh, Gruul with Fight TB, and I, I can only assume this is an e e ETBs where creatures fight. 
but also yes. just in general fight effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got it. <laughs> fight TV. <Yeah>. Fight TV. <laughs> I, I, I will trademark that. Copyrighted. Whenever somebody says it, give me two cents. Well, uh, I feel like this one is also just very, very simple. You're in Gruul. Gruul is like, I big creature fight. Mm -hmm. We do it. Yep. Um, this one was pretty good because one of the most interesting we we go from simic good stuff matters we don't give a shit about what it's specifically doing to hey let's care about the very very specific <laughs> gruel <laughs> archetype of fighting that only occurred in a few sets so you know um go, goes to show that there is a lot of variety in our cube uh, yeah so if if you don't want to you know just stick with the i guess the typical like other shit i mean Fight. Yeah. Just gr fight. Gruel usually just ends up being uh, creatures with trample and creatures with haste. It's it's very... And they're big. Uh, mm -hmm. But one of the nicest uh, archetypes that came out from Ixalan and Innistrad were the fight mechanics. So there are a lot of creatures out there that fought something as they came out, or they cared about when they were mm. dealt damage which is a, yeah. a bunch of the dinosaurs so if you have a fight card and you have uh, unfortunately michelle didn't get to see this uh because one of our friends travis he drafted the the straight archetypical fight deck um for our cube and it worked mm -hmm. beautifully he just kept making things fight he ramped whenever something fought he um drew cards whenever something fought yeah he so had like a fight and, and get a thing or do a thing so it sounded like a pretty strong deck <laughs> from what i hear it was an annoying deck not for because of the fight stuff but for for, for other play reasons which we will probably get to our, our end of the episode thing yeah um but uh very fun very well-oiled machine. Naith of the Dire Hunt is our signpost legend for this, and I can't really think of anybody who uh, typifies the fight life more than her. Um, yeah, I mean, she does the the fight, get a thing. So whenever one or more creatures you control fight or become blocked, so not just fighting, you draw a card. Yeah. Just, hey, mm -hmm. anything damaging, you draw a card. Get creatures yep. out. That's what magic is. <laughs> Yep, and then at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay two, uh, a red or a green, and if you do, you double target creature's power until end of turn. That creature must be blocked this combat if able. So big scary. Yeah, double, that's... Double, double, double the power, bro. And you have to block it? Ugh. Yeah. That's just that's just legit girl shit though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why she's the the poster child for for our fight TV, okay? Yeah, fight TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, not much else to say about it though. Just a very fun mm -hmm. archetype, um, and a breath of fresh air from the usual either uh, gruel landfall, which is which is also okay. Like gruel landfall is is more damage based than simic landfall. Um, yeah. But the problem with Gruel Landfall is, apart from a, a very specific number of commanders, um, you kind of get outpaced because you can only like start throwing elementals and landfall triggers at one person at a time. Um, so, you know, and it's, so it's... we we yeah, I wanted to make sure that at the very least, uh, each of these can can fight toe to toe uh, with each other. Right. Uh, design wise, it's better to have a 
a mechanic that gives you advantages when you do it rather than them being your win con which w what the fight e fight tb uh archetype did end up being <laughs> yeah and plus it's it's a uh, a little bit more flavorful than just big creatures with haste or trample yeah yeah, yeah. you got it all right so that was Gruel. So the next one is Golgari, oh, uh, which could have been which could have been cancerous, but instead we decided to do sapperlings <laughs> to make it as least cancerous as possible. <laughs> Black and green are already so very very powerful. Yes. There's also something to be said about blue being powerful, but blue is powerful in a very Okay, so here, uh, le let me take the handles for this, Michelle, just for a little yeah, bit, yeah. because cause, ahead, cause we, we talked about it before. Blue is overdrafted in any commander cube. Like, I've, I've just heard stories from other commander cubes, etc., about it, and Commander Legends it also felt like... The, the one draft that we did do about Commander Legends, it did also feel a little overdrafted. Uh, like, yes. there were, like, six blue decks... Yeah. Oh my god, there were so many blue decks. Uh, so um, even in uh, the draft that we just did, the cube draft, blue, oh yeah. was, blue was everywhere. Yeah, very overdrafted. Megan might have been... Uh, well, Megan and Travis might have been the only holdouts for non-blue for that one. A Donovan, too. I think. But that's, yeah, three pe that's three people out of ten. Like, blue is always going <laughs> to be contested. Because it's very obviously the strongest of the utility colors. Mm-hmm. The thing is, gr while that is true, blue is the strongest utility color, green and black are not that far behind. They are so they are within spitting distance of the utility power of blue that mm. people underdraft black and green a lot of the time. And when you have a Golgari deck, you usually end up with a shitload of power. Whether it's Reanimator or reanimator, or reanimator, or reanimator. <laughs> um, sometimes I, I you have elves, going here. but then sometimes you also have reanimator. And let's not forget reanimator. <laughs> so you're it's, telling me it's reanimator? Who said that though? <laughs> <laughs> what we're getting at is um, people who draft Golgari. Uh, in a lot of commander pods, like looking at the Golgari commanders, are going to get strong cards just by dint of nobody contesting them for a lot of the things that Golgari does. Not like yeah, very easily how blue is. So we <laughs> we said it as the not to say that this is a a weak archetype by any means, but we put it as sac uh, saprolings, and yeah. And the reason why is the blue, the the black cards are always going to be strong anyway that you're going to have a lot of whether or not you're going to consciously put effort into it you're going to have a lot of sacrifice shenanigans anyway. Sapperlings are perfect for sacrificing and green's just green. <laughs> green yeah. you go wide with tokens, you have a doubling season maybe or just a single fucking overrun and you just kill somebody outright. Like it's not hard to make a lot a lot of green little dudes in Sapperlings and just play a fucking overrun and just feel good about winning. It's it's and that's why we made uh Golgari 
quote unquote the weakest of the, of the <laughs> archetypes. Is it really? <laughs> I feel like it's 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 fine. I mean, it works like it's supposed to work, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, worst case scenario, people totally ignore you because it's like ah oh, whatever or, or or they just bully you yeah because <laughs> you're not doing shit <laughs> and that's not really the case because you know you mm-hmm. you have um you just have such good synergy in golgari always uh, if you put golgari gold cards you know the the two color cards apart from a few elf elf synergy black green cards golgari will always feel like Golgari. Like, there's just not any other archetypes Golgari can be. Um, and it'll always find its identity. It's such a strong identity. Yeah, and even though we've gone with Sapperlings, it, it, it still works, and so yeah. Yeah. no worries there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because Black will always just have Reanimator, even if, if it's by itself. And, um, yeah, so I mean, you you could force reanimator. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could, you absolutely can. Even if I didn't put any fucking reanimator Golgari commanders in here, you you, you just will. Yeah. You just yeah, will. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Now let's let's move on to the next one because I'm sick of talking about how good Golgari is. People be oh, sleeping oh, wait, Golgari before. all the goddamn time, dude. This is true, but before we, we go on, our uh, poster child for Gagari is uh, Theolon of Havenwood. Because <laughs> I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to worry about him. It's just, oh man, funguses are stronger, and also, I can make funguses stronger. <laughs> that's, yes. <laughs> that's what he does. Um, yeah, oh, uh, specifically because funguses create sapperlings if if you guys didn't know that because i know that sometimes people forget that funguses create sapperlings oh i didn't know that so this makes a lot of sense now yeah yeah, yeah. all right yeah. moving well, on from golgari uh, that was golgari so next up we've got rakdos with sackdos <laughs> sacking just sack a thing sack yep. a thing get a thing sack a thing do a thing sack is usually one of the um, I don't want to say weaker archetypes in drafts, but it is one of the trickier archetypes in drafts because you're just losing shit, dude. It's so hard to yeah. to justify losing your own shit. But that's because a lot of the times in other places like regular draft or in um, regular cube. So here's the thing. If you uh-huh. are in Commander Cube, your commanders really lock in your uh, strategy. Not the way that um, regular draft or regular cube does. Because some people can accidentally pick up the cards for this already complicated archetype completely by accident and kind of screw mm-hmm. you over. This is, this is a hard archetype to be in. And if somebody is just picking up shit at random and and sort of diluting your pool or, or taking your pool down, it's it's so much harder. But thankfully, since this is commander uh, draft, a lot of people actually care about their picks and not go into sacrifice if they aren't looking for those or have a sacrifice commander this is actually mm-hmm. way more viable in commander draft than normal forms of limited and and that's why we have Zactos. nice Zactos. but also because it's, it's 
you know, our other options were like chaos. Oh my god, yeah. That's right. uh, <laughs> that's so true. it's like right. we got chaos or we got sacrifice. It's like okay, well we can't do chaos because you know that yeah. that's just that's just cancer, okay? Yeah. We could have. As... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Michelle. Oh, no, I was just saying, almost as bad as stacks, but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, but taking agency away from players is very bad. Very bad, very bad. Yeah. Um, there are two other Rakdos uh, themes that were in consideration. One was group slug, and the other was Minotaur tribal. Minotaur the, tribal sounds so specific. <laughs> yes, that's exactly why we couldn't do it. It's because for for group slug um nobody else is going to pick those cards up um but at least for sakdos um other black decks might still need some of those mm-hmm. black pieces for their own um their own aristocrats uh, aristocrats strategies it's one thing when people actively take cards that you guys share that's fine uh what we were talking about earlier about diluting the pool or whatever was when somebody just like throw away picks something from your color pairing that's that's bad but when it's actual competition between the other aristocrat uh subtypes in golgari and in orzov that's okay those are intentional go ahead fight to the death for those good cards um Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for something like Group Slug, nobody is going to fucking want to take up the... No other calling card will care. Yeah! It's scary, because you also hurt yourself. It's not like Big Suck, where you either... Or it's not like just just Suck, where you either gain life, or you just um, hurt everybody else and not yourself. But Group Slug is like, you you also hurt yourself, bro. If you're not already not in a good standing, you're just fucked. Yeah. When when Ugh. Michelle says uh, suck, by the way, she's talking about, of course, uh, Orzov Life Matters. <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah. We, we gotta do some prefacing. Aristocrats. Yeah. Right, right. I forget. <laughs> Maybe it's not called suck in, in normal. Uh, no, in it normal. is. It is. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. Big suck is very much a parlance in magic circles, but, you know. Nice. <laughs> just, just in case people don't know what we're talking about, that's what we mean is Orzov. <laughs> <laughs> true, true we talk enough, about Orzov, true big enough, stuff. <laughs> um, so that's why we didn't do the uh, group slug uh, Rakdos. The Minotaur tribal thing, you just... <laughs> what the fuck? It's, at least with the Sapperlings, you can you can sort of go into the sacrifice options too with black and green. It's it, it's whatever, but who... F- fucking Minotaur tribal, who's gonna... I, I mean, are Minotaurs typically big? <laughs> <laughs> not even they're medium sized oh. like they live in around the 3 3 toughness uh, power toughness range like sometimes they go up sometimes they go down but like 3 is basically where they're at they're like goddamn um well, mammoths and shit it's not never fucking mind <laughs> yeah so so if you're in any of the other red colors you're going to go like wow this uh hill giant 3 3 stat line sure is blah and if you're in black, you really don't give a fuck about Minotaurs. Like, at all. Like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> at all, at so, all. okay. Well, in that case, sums up really easily why Sacrifice is the archetype for Rakdos. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Poster Boy here is Jury, master of, of the, re- the review. The review. Yeah. Yeah. The review. The review. 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 Uh, review as in um, 
entertainment review, not like reviewing for for uh, the, yes, the SATs course. or whatever. Yes. And so, you know, uh, when you sacrifice a permanent, put a 1-1 counter on jury. When jury dies, it deals damage to its power, uh, equal to its power to any target, so... Honestly, kind of like one of the, the worst <laughs> sacrifice commanders out there. It's, I this mean, <laughs> this it's deck lives funny. more. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, this deck lives more either as a triple color feeder or as a partner pairing because some of the partners are just way better than Jury. <laughs> yeah, but you know, well, still still fine, still okay. You know, Jury is a, a a big name. It's like whatever. We'll. we'll it, jury's fine. <laughs> yeah, jury's jury's both a big lore character, and I mean, it's not as if you would be mad about having jury as your as your Rakdos commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but but I think we we spend enough time on Rakdos. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Okay, so our next one is Boros with extra combats. Uh, I am curious as to how you you pulled this one off because, as far as I know, Aurelia is like the only commander that i know of that has i i'm also very like ignorant but like aurelia is the one big name are there are there any other commanders that that do extra combats there are there are quite a few but ah. none of them are in boros colors Ugh. but <laughs> to be fair look you're in boros and while there is the reanimator artifact matters uh archetypes in boros Traditionally, Boros only gives a fuck about combat. <laughs> that's his uh, only. So, that's his only deal. So this was one of these. Well, it's the only thing, so we're just gonna do it. Kind of deals. Is that what it is? No, this was actually a challenge that our friend Giway like oh, yes, so, right. sort of just offhandedly threw. Uh, I don't think he really understood what cube was or what he was asking me to do because this is actually pretty fucking hard to do to make um, Boros care about not having just combat happen because but extra combat. But extra combat because um, traditionally Boros uh, is either equipments or go wide and. Mm -hmm. Like, as, as cool as Aurelia is over here, I mean, the extra combat thing would have lent very well to a Voltron strategy. It would have been very cool to have uh, equipment Voltron for for Boros, because it would have been just, just fucking easy for me <laughs> to make that happen. I do remember now, G-Way did, like, well, you, you asked in the group chat, it's like, hey, what archetype should we do for this cube? And G-Way was like, extra combat! Yeah, he, he didn't really... He didn't really <laughs> think that one through but you know what that's the boros life it's well, that's because that's like his favorite card or some shit isn't it yeah fair Aurelia is, is his his uh favorite guild master too um yeah so you want to know how we make boros extra combat work um tell me pablo how do you do it well first off you you jam as many extra combat cards as you can in there without breaking makes the sense. bank <laughs> so. makes sense second you put in a shitload of creatures with attack uh, triggers. Ah. So when extra combat happens, they give a fuck and they like do whatever, whether it's uh, Boros mentoring or exert from Amonkhet. Like there's just a bunch of creatures that go, "Wow, we're attacking again! This is amazing!" And then uh, that's how you make extra combat matters. There are a lot of mono red. Uh, commanders, by the way, or legends that 
that do give extra combat, like Morag and Godo. Um, so it fits very well with this archetype. Um, and yeah, uh, white has the attack triggers, red has, uh, well, also the attack triggers, but uh, most of, <laughs> most of the, most of but the... But also extra combat. Extra combat. And oh, yeah. uh, white also has a little bit of the combat protection too, which is always nice. Because mm -hmm. you're always yeah. going to be fucking going in there. You better have some sort of like, uh, this creature's indestructible, or uh, combat trick make this guy a little bit beefier, or double strike, etc, etc, etc. And we talked about her earlier, but Aurelia is very obviously the poster poster child for our Boros extra combat um, mm -hmm. archetype. Yeah. Hey, like, uh, do you want an extra combat? That I, I did it, Mom. <laughs> Here you go. When she attacks the first time, you just get an extra combat. But also, she has flying, vigilance, and haste, so she's very scary. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one. Let's see, we've got Orzhov, and oh, would you look at that, Orzhov Reanimator. So yep. we do have a Reanimator archetype in here, just yeah. not Golgari. Yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is why, like, if you wanted to do Golgari Reanimator, it's not you like could. it would be hard. You just, just take a couple of black cards. <laughs> um, dude, uh, this is almost the same as Selesnya, where you just don't have anything to talk about. Is Okay, yeah, it's... it is what it is. It's like it's Orzov. You, I mean, uh, did you also? Are there also a lot of aristocrat type shenanigans in Orzov here because it is Reanimator? I assume that you'll also be sacking stuff, right? Yes, yes, and they will be sharing a bit of that with um, Rakdos over there, the Sackdos mm -hmm. Rakdos. Um, it, as far as white goes, the the nice thing about white being shared with all of these other colors is that it it won't be overdrafted by the other colors. Ah, uh, yes, because it is still the weakest of the colors. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really share its, itself with uh, either the enchantment carings of uh, Selesnya or Azorius or the um, extra combat of, of Boros. That's, that's very intentional because the black of Reanimator is going to be sort of contested by Golgari and Rakdos. So the white of this color pairing has to be pristine and nobody's going to fight too hard to get the white cards from Reanimator. Uh, yeah, so, so there's guess, meat for uh, it. Okay, in that case, uh, then I guess it, it, you know, even if other people do take all the black cards, you still can theoretically do an Orzhov deck. Yeah, reanimate and... Uh, you know, bring out those Sun Titans, bring out those Karmic Guides. Um, they might be doing... So one thing that you can do with this t type of reanimator is White actually has a lot of really nice, big, fat, mana-cost creatures like Angels and Avatars in Junk that you can mm -hmm. reanimate rather than the... Um, I mean, I guess green has some big... Well, green has a lot of big creatures, and yes. black has those <laughs> demons. But most of the time, demons, their strength is in ETBs and their activated abilities, and green's creatures are just vanilla keywords, or they're French vanilla key. Yeah, they're, they're big yeah. with, like, a couple of keywords. White's big creatures are in angels and um, avatars like we were talking about, they actually do cool
cooler shit than the other two, um, in, in my opinion, when they're reanimated. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of balances things out then. Mm -hmm. A lot of indestructible yeah. dudes. It's pretty nice. Yep, but that is Orzhov Reanimators. Uh, and then, of course, the commander for this one is Barrowin of Clan Undur. Mm -hmm. It was actually pretty weird. There were not that many Reanimator commanders in Orzhov. Like, most really? of the... Or yeah, no. Mo most of the Orzhov commanders that we have uh, care about death triggers. They're a little bit aristocratic. You got your Tazas in there, and... Mm -hmm. um, Honestly, your tases. <laughs> <laughs> tases, all the tases, yeah, all the variants of Taser. <laughs> um, so there were other archetypes that we could have done for Orzov as well, the the aristocrats. But the thing is, you can sort of already make that if you really wanted to by taking from Sakdos or by taking from the Golgari Saplings. It's not mm -hmm. as if you can't like just bash that together, and you can the life gain one. I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer why I didn't put the Life Matters one in there. Uh, I just didn't think to put it in there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't have a good reason. It's a... Oversight. Oh, yeah. well. Well, yes, maybe it was oversight, but it's it's Reanimator or Life Gain. Which one sounded more interesting? Uh, reanimator. Yeah, it's Reanimator. Uh, life Gain is something that White already does, like, pretty well typically so i mean I, you could make a life gain deck theoretically uh, even with the reanimator or zoff um, archetype plus since uh reanimator is always going to happen within a black because when you're talking about what lies in black's power level for any sort of cube reanimator is just such a strong type uh, you might as well give it a home in in one of the color pairs and that just ended up the 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 free archetype for it was uh, Orzov. It, it's not mm -hmm. a bad place for it to be. Orzov does reanimate. Orzov likes mm -hmm. reanimating. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, that sounds like a good enough reason to not put life. <laughs> life matters, Pablo. I, I mean, because it's also life matters is shared with Selesnya too, and it's just like kind of, you know, a blah, a blah uh, archetype. Yeah, it's, it's vanilla. Yeah. Very vanilla. Very spicy. And again, you just need to have a place for Reanimator to like very clearly be in, rather than uh, just floating as a a sub theme that any of the mm -hmm. black enabled uh, color pairings can take from. Yeah, but I mean that that's Orzov Reanimator. Not mm -hmm. really too too much to talk about. Yeah, but. Uh, moving on, Pablo, to our uh, our next color combo with uh, Demir, Demir Mill, Mill. <laughs> I wish we Mill. were gonna. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish, I wish we would have made this the last one because oh, you know, okay. it's, you it's wanna, gonna. You wanna, no, 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 you no, no. We might, well. okay. we, we might as well. We might as well. Some people will say, "Hey, you know." Demir also has flash and um, Demir also has flash and theft as themes. Get the fuck out of here. There's only one goddamn Demir theme. Uh, death touch. <laughs> <laughs> death. <laughs> um so Demir Fine Pablo Mill. <laughs> Mill. 
Um. Yeah, Demir. <laughs> Fuck, fucking, fucking mill, bitch. Oh my god, I was pretty close to to going Esper with 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 the mill, but it, it's fine. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Um. Not Esper. What the fuck am I talking about? Demir. 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 Demir with green. <laughs> oh, Sultai. Sultai. Uh, Sultai. There which you is go. also a good thing. Um. Dude, what's there to say about Demir Mill? It's just... Uh, you just mill, bro. You do just, creatures you that mill. do things that mill. Yeah. Uh, our, you know, our um, staple... I guess our staple commander is... Um, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, god of deception. And he, he, he a god. He mills. Well, actually, he I guess he, he technically can mill, but he gives creatures a tap ability that allows the creatures to mill a player for x where x is its power and i'm like okay well well their 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 toughness and come on like phoenix is a four seven this motherfucker is gonna make you mill seven in a 60 card uh deck we're not talking about like a regular um hundred card edh decks here we're talking about little middling 60 card mill was incredibly strong in this cube but there's just not any other better archetypes to put in. They're just they're just aren't. I suppose, Pablo. <sighs> so it yeah. <laughs> if you look at the majority, the vast fucking majority of Demir cards, they care about mill or self mill. <laughs> it's just here you go. Do self mill. We'll put in around me. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Thassa's Oracle if you're lucky enough to get her. Um, yeah, I wish there was more to talk about. Uh, people actually actively, actively avoided this archetype in our draft, and hate picked blue mill cards just so that nobody could get the mill archetype. That's how bad Demir. Bro, Demir mill is, is just it hurts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a personal right. attack upon like a no mill sucks <laughs> i'll do um, it next time <laughs> again you could make the argument of having a flash uh flash demir but the problem is that that flash demir uh draw go demir is not really such a strong identity it was a little bit stronger in ikoria they they flushed that a little bit more but in the 30 year Around 30-year history of magic, draw go just means that there are some very, (laughs) very strong instants in black and blue, and they just happen to be together in a pair. Dude, that that is not a fucking theme. People will just take the strong blue instance or take the strong black instance, and and then, like, fucking what? You're not going to have a theme for Demir. Like, it's only just Mill. It's just fucking Mill. I'm sorry, Michelle. There was no other fucking archetype for Demir. Fine. Yeah, that's it's right. Fine. Even Rogue Tribal. Those motherfuckers are still gonna mill you. <laughs> like the the five the five or seven legendaries that Demir has in Rogues, they all just either fucking mill you or care about stuff that's in your graveyard, which you know pretty much fucking you know, self mill again. Like there's no way around it. Demir is just mill. What are you gonna do? Demir fairies. Demir, I, you know what? You got me. You got me, Michelle. Fuck you, you got Pablo. me. <laughs> that 
And I, then you could, and then and then we could do Azorius flyers, and that way there'll be flyers as well. Okay, okay all there right. You, flyers. You're right. You know what? You did get me with Demir flyers. I guess there's always <laughs> considerations for tribal. Could do Demir merfolk too, or Demir. But you know what, Michelle? Those motherfuckers would still mill too. Okay. <laughs> It's not as if those guys wouldn't avoid milling either, alright? Whatever. Well, fucking whatever. Una that's, just that's... mills you anyway. Fucking Demir Mill. There, Demir Mill. <laughs> Neat. Move on to the last one, Paulo. Get out of here. Get this shit out of here. <laughs> um, Is it Treasure? This yeah. was my baby. This was one that I really liked. Oh my god, Is it Treasure is just so much fun. Because all it is is really just Is it Ramp? <laughs> <laughs> is oh. it big spell? Uh, but it, there's a there's a little bit of that nice treasure flavor because there's a lot of things in blue and red that cares about how many treasures you have or yeah. animates those treasures or like just it's just it's just it's just a very cool it's it's Gals of Prismari nice. too uh, as our signpost in here. Um, it's you make treasures. Treasures do things. You use treasures. Treasures are nice. Yeah. Is it is almost as bad as Demir in its in its one sidedness because oh, I see. it's it's spell slinger. When you have is it like sure maybe you have big spell is it or storm is it or wizards is it? But the the, the point of the matter is it's just it's just fucking it spells bullshit, right? Because the wizards just mm -hmm. facilitate better spells for you. They don't actually like. Wizards just either make copies of spells or, or, or make copies of abilities of spells, etc. Like, is it's very locked into what it does, but putting that treasure th sub theme into it just makes a, a, a whole new texture of of is it that's you know just a little yeah, bit more. It's fun. more. It's more <laughs> interesting. It's almost. It's like um, gruel fight. You know, yeah, you know like, exactly. Yes, yeah, it's a little bit of flavor, you know, instead yeah. of the typical vanilla. Nothing wrong with vanilla. Yep, 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 yeah. But sometimes you want strawberry or like French chocolate. vanilla. Fre <laughs> French vanilla. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, while fight uh, gruel is uh, a specific type of gruel, it still needs big creatures. The same with uh, is it. The treasures, like yeah, you're just gonna be spending your mana on, on big spells, spells. or a bunch of little spells. But still, you know, jumping through that you one got hoop's treasures. pretty neat. Yeah, treasures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there is also, uh, as far as is it tribes go, uh, pirate tribal and wizard tribal, like we were talking about. Um, pirate tribal might have been fun. It, it does harken a little bit towards that whole. Um, that whole minotaur conundrum that we had a little too specific yeah and and the problem is pirates while it can be is it uh is actually firmly 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 in the home of grixis it, there's wow. you lose a lot without having black in there for pirates so you know that's why uh, it okay. wasn't it wasn't pirate tribal um okay that makes sense then yeah, and that's it. Those are all ten of our archetypes. Yep, I was, and 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 it was a pretty good time uh, drafting them too, because I feel like we had a good variety of the different types of decks that like people made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, one more thing: the packs for this were seeded. They were seeded to have a certain amount of lands, fixing, and mana rocks. Um. 
because it's just you want people to play magic and in EDH you want everybody to be playing EDH it's not like uh, 1v1 where if your opponent gets shut down you don't really care too much it's like yeah. uh, so mull down to three sucks to suck right <laughs> sucks to be well, you we we also just wanted to facilitate an environment very much so like with with casual commander where it's like mm -hmm. hey, just you know have fun hanging out with your friends yeah like it's not, it's not, it would be nice serious, okay? yeah it would be nice for everybody to be able to do something rather than just be sad we you know stuck on stuck off of one color like it can be with other drafts because man those are sad and even yeah. even with all the help we still had some uh, one player in particular Megan unfortunately had a color screw and you know what we we just tried to make sure that um, that was not too big of a possibility and you know um, and and for the most part it worked out pretty well because everybody yeah. else did did make functioning decks. Okay, um, that's the end of that. Uh, if you're yeah. ever gonna be making a cube of your own for Commander Cube, um, may you don't have to follow thirty cards that we did or the the um, the seeding the packs that we did, but please do uh, just follow the very basic outline that Commander Legends laid out of give a few more cards in the pack and let people have two picks instead of one. Yep. yep. And overall, it should all work unless you go Oonga Boonga and put rando, Randy Rando cards in there. Yeah. Basically, I was surprised because I don't have to make any changes to anything I do for this cube. Like, I, I'll yeah, make card perfect, changes, dude. but it's perfect. I don't, I don't want to, like say anything because you know it makes me sound like i have a swelled head but we we hit it perfectly on the it, first goddamn it, try we did we don't totally need to do anything anymore worked. yeah it just fucking works amazing yeah uh and i think now would probably be a good time to actually go into the one the one cube draft that we did for this yeah all right <laughs> let's let's get into it um well how did that feel for you michelle it felt like draft and it was great and did it feel like good commander games too? I don't know. My game in particular was was stupid, but but oh. I can imagine that everybody else's games were great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, maybe not great, as in did you feel great, but did they feel like real commander games? Yeah, like it, they they I will say they did feel like commander games. So it's like I mean I I feel like we did a pretty good job there, Pobbler. Okay. Um. Do you have any specific highlights? Um. I really don't. I was just happy to see everybody's uh, shit work. Um, the the great thing about having such a big card pool at the end, to have 90 cards for you to select from to make a smaller deck, the 60 card deck, is that you'll always end up with the deck, unless literally you were just randomly picking. Even if you were just randomly picking, you would still probably yeah, have a functioning kind of deck yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah. like you you get 90 cards to pick from so i mean what the, put in 24 lands and the rest of them are, are cards it's like you'll you'll find you'll find yeah it. yeah um you'll oh find uh, thing. other things to of consideration that made this go smoother we also had the land station not only have lands 
but a copy of Soul Ring, a copy mm -hmm. of Arcane Signet, and one mm -hmm. Command Tower available for every deck if they needed it. So that smoothed yeah. out the games even more. It's all about just smoothing out those games, guys. Ooh, 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 but also on, on the off chance that you, for whatever reason, could not find a Commander, there are also Prismatic Pipers available. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the shame prismatic pipers. <laughs> those those were if you were just an ungabunga drafter. If you were just l a literal Neanderthal, just like oh, I picked two lands. I mean, you know, don't, don't say that. Donovan was very close to having to pick prismatic pipers. But that's what I'm saying. Like even even at the darkest hour, the Shatter Gang brothers found Donovan. Like they were not gonna let him die today and and you know what he had a great time with the shadow grand brothers i'm just this saying if you end up with a prismatic piper what the fuck were you doing were you just like actively not picking up legendaries were you just legit just like i don't need legendaries in my pod dude um, I, I mean i guess i mean it's fine it all worked out but yeah. just on the off chance prismatic pipers there. yeah have, have them available i'm not i mean I'm, I'm, I'm also memeing a little bit like i wouldn't be mad at uh, anybody who had to pick up a prismatic piper but i also would like giggle a little bit underneath my breath like, oof yes <laughs> yes uh, a rough rough time buddy <laughs> wow you really missed the signals huh that's what yeah. i would say okay well I guess in terms of highlights in, in the game that I played, I played against Donovan, um, Amur, and, and, and Michael. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Pablo, when, mm -hmm. when I say that I hate chaos, it's not because I hate the archetype, but it's because I hate certain players who play chaos. <laughs> and in this case, that would be Michael. Okay. I hate I hate playing Michael. I really I I heard uh, that he was just slow playing everybody. It wasn't even about the chaos. He was just Oh just... no, he also was slow playing everybody. I oh, didn't care okay, about it too okay. much because like whatever, people play slow, that's fine. Am mm -hmm. Amir was was very annoyed with it because he 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 just wants to play fast and I'm like all, all right buddy whatever but like fucking turn 3 or not even turn 3 I think it was like turn 2 turn 2 or turn 3 he he uh, destroyed my goddamn land for no reason <laughs> and I was upset my and then uh, yeah go ahead I'm sorry keep going oh yeah so sorry and then like after that I, I pretty much was just like Oh, I also and Jiwei was in was in it too we played it we had to play a 5 5 pod cuz we had 10 people mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Jiwa was there, too. And then for, like, a good, good chunk of the game, like, legit, like, for for six or seven turns, I just kept getting attacked. I just kept getting attacked. And, like, I had I had uh, Tatiova out. It's like, I have a creature. But also, fucking Jiwei was wide open for a good chunk of that time. And everybody was just like, oh, whatever. Let's just attack Michelle. Because I, we can, I guess. I don't I, fucking know. Either way, it was like, <laughs> God damn, you you bullies. <laughs> Just Michael. And Amir. So, Mostly Michael, honestly. Yeah, y'all's game sounded... Okay, here's the problem with my pod. And it wasn't a problem. There were two things that happened. Uh, for the game that mattered. Because we ended up playing yeah. another game. Because y'all's pod was taking so goddamn long. Well. <laughs> we, we, I, we ended up playing two games. Uh, in our pod, two things happened that made my very explosive win. Uh, I won't like get too much into <laughs> detail about it. But my theme song is now Are You Ready for a Miracle? 
Okay, nice. By, uh, from Leap of Faith. Because um, goddamn, were you ready for a miracle? Anyway, no, that's that's me being conceited. So the two 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 biggest things why our our game that that mattered wasn't too crazy was mana screw like legit just mana screw for two people like no matter how hard you try to 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 stop it from happening sometimes it just does and two of our players in our pod uh, unfortunately could not build up their boards fast enough to stop me from pulling off a miracle (laughs) what was what was the miracle (laughs) oh uh break it down yeah very 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 much on the ropes um, Travis, one of our friends, actually had the right track of of destroying my treasures throughout the game. Not that he knew exactly what was happening, but he just knew one benchmark that you can always use when you're playing against me is if if you ever let Pablo reach eight mana, uh, you're probably fucked. <laughs> I mean, that's the same with wow, every Pablo. Dude, I'm just saying that's where all of my favorite. Not that I'm like suddenly a genius when when it hits eight mana and it's like impossible to stop me. It's just that that's where a lot of my spells live. Like that's where all, that's where Aminatus Augury lives. That's close to where Approach to the Second Sun lives. That's I love Boundless Realm. Boundless is Realms. also there. I love seven to eight mana. That is oh man, th- that's my home. So don't let me get to that close. Uh, don't let me get close to that point. Um, and he was doing a good job of destroying those treasures. I don't think anybody could have predicted that I they left one treasure alive, right? Oh. I Avengered of Zendikar. Yeah, I Avengered <laughs> Zendikar made a shitload of tokens. Um, and then I played Brudiclad, turned ah. all of those saprlings into... Um, turned all those saplings into treasure tokens because that's what Brudiclad does. It turns other tokens into a token that you Travis. already had. So, mm-hmm. you know, Travis was on that right track. He was he wasn't he was <laughs> he didn't know that I was about to turn that the treasure itself mattered. He was just trying to destroy my uh, land uh, my mana options, but it was the treasure token that mattered. And I had a mana doubler out. I had a uh, mana reflections out, so all of those uh all of those uh, treasures were tapping for two. I crackled with power Yikes. for ten, so that was fifty damage to everybody. I could have also Christ. picked myself too, but you know I didn't want to. <laughs> I wanted Please, to win. Louise, Pablo. Uh, which was the miracle I was talking about? They basically board wiped everything that I had, other than those treasures. They got me down to like twelve life or less. Uh, it was it was very, you know dying times um but honestly i wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for the fact of two people getting mana screwed so i'm, I'm not gonna get too crazy about that you want to but that's 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 all that aside i'm gonna put all that aside because i don't actually like talking about that you know the one thing that i liked about that entire fucking night michelle what was it the whole thing with Trent and, and Travis and Donovan. <laughs> that's the I know you're you're right. That's two things. Uh, you can okay, talk okay, about okay. that one. Oh, I don't know that about that too too much. I just know that like Trent was trying to stop Donovan from popping off and winning the game by doing whatever it was that he was gonna do, and Travis did the thing where he was like, "I'm gonna." not let that happen okay, well, <laughs> and then not even win i don't know you can get my, into it my, well i can i can explain it a little bit more um 
Donovan was about to pop off with, you know, whatever the hell he was about to pop off with. Um, Trent was going to react with a blue spell to stop Donovan from doing that. Uh, I don't remember whether it was through Golos or whether it was uh, like a legit just counter spell, but he was going to do something. Uh, maybe it was a mass bounce. Travis... I mean, look, man, I'm not going to say anything about Travis's threat assessment because the thing was, whatever Trent was doing was apparently going to fuck with uh, Travis's board state. If he was going to let that happen, Travis had no chance of winning. But the, the, mean... the thing is, there was no way of Trent to know Travis, who was playing Gruel, had the one card that would stop a blue sorcery or instant... <laughs> It is like, and is that well instant really? And, he, and Travis just goes and pulls out a guttural response. The literal only card in fucking Magic the Gathering that could have stopped Trent. That it could have stopped Trent, and it's just like, man, Trent was so salty. <laughs> he was very salty, and I think that after the fact too, Travis was like, "I've made a mistake." Yeah, no, I know. I just <laughs> there were a lot of memes out of that. Yeah. No, the 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 absolute um, funniest thing for me was the twenty minute discussion that that pod also had about Wheel of Misfortune. The problem with oh. our friend Michael is he just plays cards. He doesn't actually know what those cards do. You're right. <laughs> and the thing about Wheel of Misfortune was, I guess it's very it, okay. Wheel of Misfortune is a very hard card to understand. And if you fixate on the wrong part of it, you you sort of fuck yourself over. None of the people in that pod had ever seen Wheel of Misfortune before. So all that they thought that it would do was name a big number and do, deal that much damage. So I guess to explain further, Pablo, what does Wheel of Misfortune actually do? Oh my god, okay. So... Everybody knows what wheels are. Wheels are basically yep. discard your hand and then draw either that many cards or seven. That's that's what a classic wheel does. Um, simple, right? Wheel of Misfortune mm -hmm. adds a little bit of a mini game. The game is you have to write down a number. If you're the lowest number, you don't get to wheel. If you are the highest number you take damage equal to that number and you wheel. If you're anywhere in between those two numbers, you wheel without taking damage. Pretty simple, right? Yes. Like, if you explain it with somebody who's just, like, fucking taking the time to read the card and just, you know, been playing, it's pretty simple. But if you don't have that guy there that can explain it to you, or you've this is the first time you've seen it, Wheel of Fortune is a very... Goddamn hard card to understand. So all that those guys were doing was like, so wait, I take damage for the amount that I say, and that's what, that's all that thing was happening. It was like, why would I? Have, this is a dumb card. This is a suicide card. Why and would I just say a big number and kill myself? I guess I want to leave the game right now. For a second there, they thought that they would just whoever said the highest number would deal that much damage to somebody else because like they couldn't understand the, the mechanic of it right the gimmick of it they were like what what why why do we have to get 
to to make a number or whatever. Um, and it's like, why don't we just pick a million bajillion so we can just do that much damage to someone else, right? <laughs> the problem is, if you also don't understand the card at all at all, you can't really express that question to somebody who might know. They actually did go up to ask me, like, hey, Pablo, so Wheel of Misfortune, whoever names the highest number just takes that much damage that was the extent of the questions they asked me and you were like yes yeah and i was like yeah of course that's that's what it says on the card because they couldn't understand exactly what the fuck the gimmick was they couldn't even ask me the proper thing and it was just like <laughs> yeah dogs totally so so from their perspective they have the rules guy going like yeah dudes just name a big number and die <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. So, if I remember correctly, what they ended up doing instead, it's like, wait, so why don't we all just pick the lowest number, zero, and then nothing happens? Yeah, they all just ended up picking zero. Nothing Nothing happened. (laughs) They spent 20 minutes talking about this fucking card, and Michael spent three man. Not that it really mattered, three man or whatever, but they. And they're like, oh, when they were first, they, when they first didn't understand the card, they were like, I pick Gugal plus one, and then they were like, I pick the mole number times a thousand, and it's like, <laughs> and then afterwards they started, they tried to reread it again, and they're just like, well, I don't know, man, let's all just pick zero, and just fucking zero, because <laughs> because it's like I think in their mindset it was like, wait, if we pick a big number, we just die, and so what the most reasonable, the most reasonable and smart choice would be just to pick zero, <laughs> like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I wish they would have just asked me what Wheel of Misfortune did rather than, hey, can we just pick any number? Because, you know, again, they were too specific, actually, which is kind of weird to say. Like, they, they were actually just a little too specific with their question in, in that case. That's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I, I do remember that. That was pretty, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> they were pretty dumb. <laughs> Ah, it's fine. It all worked <laughs> out. Uh, the games were played, and people had a good time. And that's all that mattered. Yeah, everybody had a memorable time, and we're gonna do it again this week. And hopefully, people will have just as much fun. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a fluke that everybody had so much fun the first drafting time. So you know, um, but just in case, I'll cross my fingers. Yeah. Also, as a fun little side note, we did our first cube game on National Friend Day. <laughs> Because friends! Because friends, yep. Who are also beautiful. Trent. I hope I, he listens uh, to this episode because uh, I just called him out because I don't know I don't what? know if you were here for all of this. I <laughs> don't. So I, <laughs> go, go so for he it. Listened to the, he listened to the episode where Megan was on. And like someone someone mentioned something about, like, I don't know, magic players being like attractive or something and i was like i, I don't know if like our our group is like we're all attractive people and megan was like no 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 all magic players are attractive. you remember that bit right oh right megan being a little bit more positive than usual yes i understand yeah 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 and so trent listens to this and the only thing he took out of it was like michelle just called all of us fucking ugly <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right and- michelle is toxic <laughs> 
and you're so he right, comes Trent, over. You're right, Trent. He he comes over before. I think you weren't there yet, but like he was just talking. <laughs> he was just memeing about how oh man, Michelle over here just called all of us ugly, and Autumn was like, no 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 no. She technically said some some of us, and so she shouldn't specify who. And I'm here to say, Trent, it's okay, because not everybody has to be attractive, but. I'll say that we're all attractive anyway. <laughs> I'm God, gonna... I hope you listen to this episode because this would be a weird, weird end if not. No, I, I'm sure he did. Uh, also, this is the end of the episode. We're going to put the music here. Yeah. <laughs> intro, and outro, <laughs> intro and outro music provided by Kevin McLeod via Creative Commons license. Thank you, sir. Uh, you can follow us at the Turn One Scoop over on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, listeners. Bye.